Welcome to 247 Real Talk. This is your host, Julian Perry. Once again, it's a pleasure to be here with you, with my audio podcast listeners and my listeners on the Mogul TV network. It's a pleasure uh, to be here on a, what is it, Wednesday night. I'm recording for my next episode. And it's a very significant one because something has really bothered and touched me today that I want to have a conversation with you about. I promise to keep things current and to chat about things that are in the news that we can help as uh, use as tools to help each other. So sit back, relax, grab you a cup of coffee, do whatever you do, and I'll be right back. So welcome back to 247 Real Talk Podcast. It is a pleasure to be here with you, as I said. I know I've said that before, but it really is an honor an honor to be able to have a conversation with you, to have this platform, to get so much interaction from so many people, in such a diverse audience, and people who give me their opinions that vary from one side to the other. But this is a little different episode tonight, because... I don't know how long ago and how many episodes ago it was, probably close to a year ago. I had some guests on at different times that spoke about mental health. And I did an episode about mental health, and I listed the number of suicides by celebrities. I have a really heavy heart as I'm doing this episode because... You know, many of the celebrities I've I've heard that committed suicide. Some of them I knew, like you know Robin Williams. Um, others I didn't. But certain shows made an impact in our lives. And for all of you who can already guess what I'm talking about, I'm talking about uh, Twitch Boss from uh, So You Think You Can Dance, and then uh, from the what, the Ellen DeGeneres show as a DJ, and then executive producer for probably what was ten years. And today I got the news, and today's Wednesday, so this apparently happened on Tuesday. Um, my wife said, I, oh my God, I can't believe this. And she sent me the the text, and I, I clicked on, I think it was CNN or one of those outlets, and read the story, and I wasn't expecting what I heard. I wasn't expecting that the story was going to be one of suicide again. She also sent me a, an Instagram uh, reel that was recorded three days early of him dancing with his wife in front of a Christmas tree. Now, I want you to listen to me and I want you to feel with me. I saw the Instagram reel and there's no one could tell me that this man was not happy. Not from his appearance. He was dancing. He had expressions of, 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 of being jovial and mimicking. And, and his wife was doing the same thing. And they were doing all these dance moves that I probably can't even do. And, and 
They looked so happy. Three days later, he is dead. Self-inflicted gunshot wound. Leaving that same wife that he was dancing with and smiling with and being happy with and leaving a stepchild and two biological children with his wife. I've spoken to many people over the time I've been doing this podcast, which is a few years now. I think I'm going into my third year, if I'm correct. And many have talked about, you know, in, in a way that I never expected um, about episodes in their lives when they were at a real low point and they actually considered suicide. But considering it, I think, you know, for many people is a is a passage, a, a, a something that people go through mentally and that they overcome. To actually go through with it, to actually put a gun to your head or to drink pills or to jump from somewhere, that has to come from a place of real pain. And what bothers me most is I hear politicians, and I'm going to keep going after the politicians because, again, for the people, by the people. We elect these people to make our lives better. What they focus on has nothing to do with us once we elect them. This country is in a mental health crisis. If you were to pay the attention I did to the news, I get all the different news outlets with all the breaking news because I'm a podcaster, right? Because I I look for material, I look for um, instances, and I look for um, stories to, to discuss with you that will change our lives and will help someone else's life. Um, I don't want to make a mistake by... Uh, I think Alison Pena was one person I had on my show. There were several people I had on my show that talked about mental health. And I think I'm going to look to invite the guests back on because, yes, there's so many conversations that I need to have, but I've got to take this one now and push it up up there with the rest of the conversations. I thought that after doing three or four or five episodes on it and, and speaking to so many people that... And, and hearing a lot about it at one point in the news and, and hearing politicians talk about it, that there'd be some real action behind it, some real investment in it. Whether you have people with mental health issues who are committing mass murders, uh, suicide, hurting kids, there are so many people. We have them here in New York pushing people onto the subway in front of oncoming trains. We have an epidemic in this country with mental health. And you know, the thing about it is, I too had to learn what mental health issues really mean. Because when someone, you know, growing up as a kid, when you would say things like, oh, this person has a mental health issue, in many cases, you're looking for certain physical characteristics that go with that, right? We look at people who are homeless, who have, you know, who've gone through hell and back, and they've they have mental health issues, and their hair is undone, and their clothes are dirty, they haven't bathed, they don't have shoes on, they're talking to themselves. All the things that have become engraved in our mind as a picture of what mental health looks like, or people with mental health issues look like. But then we get people like Twitch Boss. Um, the name escapes me, but there's so many that in the list that I, you know, Robin Williams, but they're, they're way more than that that I wanted to mention. Um, Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger he, what's his name? Heath Ledger. 
there's so many people. I as I said, I had a list and I and I used it on one of my previous episodes. And since then, there have been so many more. You know, we we have got to get to a point where we not only put everything behind recognizing when someone is hurting. And I know it's hard because as, as I was discussing this again with my wife, one of the things she mentioned is a lot of the people who commit suicide and it's so abrupt that we're, we find it so shocking are people who outwardly are smiling and jovial and laughing and we have no idea of the pain they have inside. But part of that is because we don't recognize all the signs. You always hear in hindsight someone did something and with that something they did it's recognized now as a sign that should have been recognized at the time. But it's a lot more than us recognizing it. It's having uh, um, resources and having places of anonymity to, that, that, that you can go to if you're a celebrity or not. Safe spaces, spaces where you know, you're not going to uh, show up in the news the next day. I think that's a big part of celebrities' struggle. They don't know who to talk to. If you go to a celebrity psychiatrist or whatever, you know, and, and you're seen entering that office, it's at, it's at the top of the news the next day. Their privacy is so violated that they 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 can't go out in public and reach out for help. And a lot of the people they may even show the signs to within their circle simply don't have the skill set to deal, not only deal, but recognize what's going on. But we have a problem. I mean... It, it, it pains me to hear someone commit suicide. It pains me even more to imagine what the spouse is going through. And it pains me even further for the, the kids to understand, for the kids to lead a normal life after that. Imagine the questions, depending on the age of the kids. Why did daddy do this? Why did mommy do this? Why did they leave me? Didn't they love me? Didn't they want me? And, and then from a kid's perspective, those things seem purely logical. And then here we are trying to explain to them, it had nothing to do with you. That's a hard explanation to give someone. When you have someone who's laughing and smiling and close to you one moment and gone the next because they killed themselves, it's a hard explanation because you, know, the, you leave, when they leave, they leave the rest of us with guilt. Guilt because we feel that we should have done something. We should have recognized. We should have seen the signs. What were the signs? You know, we, we grasp at every single thing. We, we, we have put ourselves through turmoil because we've, learned, we've, loved, we've lost someone that we loved and we are hurting. But you know what happens like everything else? I remember distinctly um, when my mother died. I was telling someone the story the other day that when she died, the day she died, which was between, let's say, 4 or 5 p.m., it was a Monday, something I'll never forget, but it was a holiday, but nevertheless. Um, that night, I don't know, four, or five, six, seven people showed up. I can't remember how many people showed up. And every night after that, more and more people came. And at one point in the middle of of all these people showing up, it seemed like, or it felt like for a moment that the pain had subsided, that the presence of all these people around you had helped to, to numb the pain. And then what happened? My mom was buried. 
And after the the the, the funeral, after the burial ground, we had a, a, a what do you call it? repast, whatever you call it, at the house, and you know a lot of people showed up. So let's say it was maybe fifty or sixty people, and then the next day, there were like seven, and the next day, there were like three, and by the third day, there's only us left, immediate family, my brother and I and my father. And then the loneliness and pain set in. The point I'm making is that we forget. A lot of people who my mother was so kind to have forgotten about her. They only remember her when something brings it, you know, her, her attention to them. And the point I'm making here is that that is the same kind of analogy I'm making to what happens to people who commit suicide. The news is full, flashing with all the... You look at the, the news, and I, I was looking at my phone a moment ago. Every single uh, screen I went to on, 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 on Google had Twitch the Boss suicide, Twitch the Boss Ellen DeGeneres, Twitch the Boss DJ for... You know, Twitch Boss, I'm sorry. All over, every as you scroll. And I'm saying to myself, I should really do an exercise and pay attention to how many days it's going to take before... You do a, a search and you can't find not one mention of him. And this goes the same for all those people who have committed suicide and continue to commit suicide, continue to 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 bring pain and 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 remove themselves. Think about your life for a moment. I'm here talking to you. You're here listening to me. And it has to be that if I asked you to think about your life and whether you wanted to. To, to end it tomorrow, I think the majority of you, at least at this moment, would say no. If I told you to look at your families and look at all the things that make you happy, you would want a tomorrow. Even if you're struggling, you want a tomorrow for another chance to make it better than today. So when someone decides that they want no more tomorrows, when their wife, when their beautiful kids that they love when everything they've gained, the fortune, the fame, and I keep going back to that because, look, every there's, there's a lot of people who we'll never hear about, we never knew because they were ordinary John and Jane Doe's that committed suicide. But I'm using the example of the celebrities because everybody can, can come together when it's someone like that to try to understand this mental health issue more. I have two amazing kids. And I can't think of anything in this world that would make me want to voluntarily or involuntarily, but either way, remove myself from their lives. No matter what pain I go through, and this is remember, this is not physical pain in that sense. This is emotional, mental. You know, this is a pain that 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 almost probably feels physical at that point. But when I look at them, I could never think that they now would have to live with a pain like that and grow up in this world with, 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 without me, not because I natural causes or, you know, something like that, but because I snatched my own life from theirs. The wounds that are left damage the people be, who are left behind, and they've committed the ultimate act of violence against the person who could no longer handle the pain. 
We got billions or trillions of dollars invested in infrastructure and roads and bridges and and all these things and 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 and, and, and marijuana plants and 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 store and all these things we focus on. We're so caught up on wealth and and all these causes that we've got our priorities all screwed up. Because the first thing we need to put all of our efforts behind is the preservation of human life from the perspective of violence and and the shootings and the mass shootings and, and, and right up there, suicide. Suicide is also a health issue. We spend billions of dollars behind cancer research. Are we spending billions of dollars behind mental health? I want to be cynical enough to say we're not because there's no major money for the drug companies and the companies that make tons of money, unless, of course, the, the, the result of the, of the, the actions against uh, in, investing in mental health mean that they get to make a pill a pill that they get to charge insurance companies some incredible amount of money for and make it, make it so expensive that a lot of people can't even afford it. But to me, I think that the biggest thing, or the biggest medicine for mental health, at least in my humble and uh, inexperienced position, and I'm not a doctor, that's why I say that, I think a lot of times people need someone to talk to. They need someone to not just talk to, but to exhale to. But at the same time, I think they need someone who can provide a certain amount of support and, 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 and resolution in return. And I guess that part is usually left to the professionals. So we as a country need to start investing in those people. Again, these are people who committed suicide. There are also people who committed mass murders, shooting up schools, shooting up... It's the same thing in a different way. I personally am tired of hearing people committing suicide. It hurts me even when I don't know them. We did not create life. You've heard my episodes when I talk about the violence and the shootings and the killings when, when young kids have no clue of the value of life that they can pull, pull, pick up a gun and pull a trigger and kill another. When you decide that you are no longer worth being on this earth and you decide to take yourself away from this, this gift of life that God gave you and from the people who love you, to leave that kind of pain behind. And I'm, I, I don't know. I can't speak of it because obviously someone committed suicide is gone. But I have to think, I want to think that they actually thought it through to the point where they also recognized that they would leave pain behind. But their pain was too much to bear, was an, an overwhelmed any pain they would leave behind. It is important that we get this call to action that I, that, I, that I send out every time I have an episode goes out and, and gathers strength. We have many things that we need to stand behind to make a difference in our lives, to make our lives better. And mental health is one of them. When we decide to join together, I said this before, and we decide to stand up and we decide to shout loud enough that the politicians we elected have no choice but to listen. When we make them realize that there are going to be consequences, major ones, that they're not going to spend term after term after term in office and just sit there and, play, and make a fool out of us or treat us like pawns. 
They're not going to get up to go up there to push their own initiatives and, and forget about the initiatives of the people and what they promised. We have to take time out of our lives. We have to start being a little less selfish with our time. I know it's hard. I live in New York. Commuting alone is five hours of my day. Then you, you, know, then you have the rest of it at work. You come home, you're tired. I have my kids to deal with. But no matter the time, I find the time to do this and to have this conversation with you. And I do that because it is necessary. So I'm going to ask you again. I'm going to ask you to join me to go speak to someone else, to find out those in your circles who are willing to, to join in the, in the message of mental health. You can email me at podcast at 247realtalk.net and tell me your thoughts as to how we can mobilize, how we can start whatever campaign it is, let's discuss it, you know, to get the message out, to let our politicians know we're serious, to let them know that part of their budgets, you know, I don't know if they take it from road transit, whatever they do has to go to the preservation of human life. It is a shame that we become so carefree and so self-absorbed that even after we mourn someone who is in such pain that they've removed themselves from this planet, we have the ability after a few days to forget it ever happened. Think about your loved ones tonight. Think about your loved ones as you listen to me. Think about how they would feel. And think about if someone around you in the immediate circuit, circle is going through this struggle right now. And we are too busy and too oblivious to pay any attention to keep them from doing something that can never be reversed. Come on, people. Join me. We have to speak up. We have to make our voices louder and heard. We have to make a difference. It is time for a change. To all of those out there who are now maybe listening to us or not, but with all those who are out there who have left us, I pray that they rest in peace and they rise in power. For even though they took their own lives, may God have mercy upon them for the pain that they must have been going through. I'm your host, Julian Perry. This has been 247 Real Talk Podcast. Until the next time, please take care of yourselves and each other.